This is the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm Sean Harrell, and this is a show where we talk about the movies that have slipped through our cracks and yours. Joined again today, as always, by Craig Moorhead. Craig, how are you? Good, sir. Man, I'm doing great, Sean. Uh, it's another fine, fine day. Fine, fine evening, I should say. And uh, uh, everything's going my way. How about you? Oh, was like a little bit of rhyme in there, huh? It was. A little sing-songy. Uh, I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. I'm feeling better than I did last month, and I sort of uh, cringe a little even putting that out there right now, given what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. So I hope everyone is feeling A-OK and staying healthy and doesn't really know anyone that's being affected by all this. Yeah, hang in there, folks. Yeah, we'll give you something to listen to, if nothing else, if everybody's stuck inside for, for a while. Indeed. Craig, yes. Uh, we are going to talk about a movie called Tokyo with an exclamation point mm-hmm. at the end of it. Today is from 2008. We'll get into all the details in a second, but um, we'd love to hear from people out there in listener land. And uh, why don't you tell them real quickly where they can come say hello? Well, Sean, you can search us up on Facebook, on um, Twitter, on Instagram. We're in all those places. You can definitely get us in any of those places. You can check us out at our uh, anchor.fm spot you know mm-hmm. anchor.fm and if you're looking for the podcast itself you can find us in a number of places you can find us on anchor on spotify apple podcast google podcast uh overcast i mean it's you know it's a podcast app you got radio public yep. pocket cast breaker stitcher you can find us we we are out there and we will be there for you and the best way we can be there for you is if you subscribe and even, you know, if you really like it, maybe give us a little uh, a little review or something, which kind of helps people uh, find us and, and, uh, and, you know, maybe they'll enjoy us too. We can all be a bunch of buddies. Let's be buddies. Let's do it. I want to be buddies with the folks in Lima, Peru, who have been uh, listening to us. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that. Our, our, our Poland listeners, hi. Hmm. We've got some, got some listeners in Kenya. What are you guys doing? Let us know how things are going. Yeah. Did you accidentally press play? Is that what happened? I've been traveling around the world and listening to our podcast. <laughs> oh, you did that. Okay. Yeah. No, it's all me. I'm sorry. Yes. It's it's just me. Okay. I went to Norway wow. and then Turkey and then Cambodia and I just listened to a podcast in each place. You really ought to get quarantined immediately. Yeah. Tell me about it. Craig, that's all awesome stuff. This isn't uh, this isn't a monarchy. Any other podcasts you've been listening to of late that you like, Craig? Not really. I'm kind of like jumping around right now, and 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 just kind of trying different podcasts out. And uh, uh, yeah, r- right now it's all the all the favorites, you know, Mark Maron and script notes and stuff like that. What about you? Uh, big thumbs up to Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Yes. That's a very funny, frequently frequently funny podcast. Uh, regardless of which guest he has on, but he's had some good guests. Ali Wong was just on, and also more kind of in line with what we do. It Happened in Hollywood, which is a podcast, uh, I think, run by The Hollywood Reporter. I don't know that they have a really regularly scheduled show, but they're on season two, maybe. Mm -hmm. And uh, most recently had Jeff Garland on, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Goldbergs and Wally. And that was a a fun, that was a fun listen. Well, yeah, I'll actually throw out, I I listened to, there's a, podcast uh, hosted by Dax Shepard called Armchair Expert, which which uh, is somehow more popular than ours. 
I tell you, I don't know how these things I, work, but yeah. Whatever. Good good for him. Uh, yeah. No, but um, I, I specifically listened to an interview he did with Bill Hader, which was oh, nice. a great interview. And mainly cool. because like hearing about how how Bill Hader has done all this like Saturday Night Live stuff and throughout all that time, like having like serious anxiety issues about it and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And like hmm. kind of going into detail about, yeah, like this one uh this one sketch we were doing like just before i went out i realized i was having a migraine and like i couldn't see anything and like yeah like sudeikis had to like walk out there with him and all this stuff and i was like oh man celebrities are just like us (laughs) aren't Um, they greg (laughs) well i guess i'm saying i have my own anxiety problems and i also get migraines where i can't see anything and that would be my worst nightmare if i had to like perform on a live tv show and that was happening I was just like, dude. Yeah. And that was that was pretty awesome. But that's uh that's really actually more what I'm looking for more than anything else is just like interviews with people I'm interested in, uh, more than a specific podcast. So anyway. I hear you. And you made me think of there's a pretty great series of interviews with Bill Hader on the Criterion channel. I, I assume if you could just search for Bill Hader, you'll find him, but that guy is a massive film nerd. Massive, massive, oh, massive. Yeah. Which explains he why is... he's directing a lot of Barry episodes. Yeah. Um, Hopefully by the end of this season of our podcast, uh, I'll be personal friends with Bill Hader. That's kind of a goal oh, really? of mine okay. for this. Just for this, you know, I wanted to start small. Well, you know, there's uh, we can do that Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon and get there pretty quickly, I think. Probably. So we'll, we'll see what we can do for you, Probably. Craig. Okay, thanks. <laughs> We have an interesting film today, speaking of uh, movie nerds, um, because it's it's almost not one film, but three, Craig, if you can even wrap your head around that. Impossible. I know. So this is a movie called Tokyo. Again, I think it's named after the city mm-hmm. um, from 2008. Uh, it has got a uh, triumvirate of genres here on IMDb from comedy, drama, and fantasy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to spoil anything about the making of this quite yet because uh, the real selling point here is with all due respect to Tokyo, it's definitely a place that is on my bucket list of places I got to get to before I shuffle off this mortal coil. Mm. Um, It's really about the people who made it. It is a cinematic triptych of three Tokyo set stories, according to IMDb. And, um, I've never heard a single person in my life talk about this movie. Not one. If you're out there listening to this and you're like, no, come on, I told you about this. You're lying, you're lying, you're (laughs) lying. Nobody said a word about this movie. I had no clue it existed. And I find that surprising given those three directors. So I think without further ado, Craig, maybe you should get us going here on on who made this. And uh, I'll talk a little more about some other stuff along the way too. Okay, don't mind if I do. So we've got Tokyo and... We've got uh, three directors that are, uh, I don't know, uh, what can you say? This is a pretty great group of directors to make up mm-hmm. one movie. You've got uh, Leos Car. Okay, first of all, Leos Carax? Carax? I looked this up, Craig. Okay. Here's what I heard. Please. Leos Carax. That makes more sense than, see, this is why I should say these things out loud before we podcast. But I, I only looked it up because this I just stumble like I'll stumble over something else. I promise you this episode name wise or just sure. simple word wise. I've been trying to say that in my head for days now. And I'm like, I got I just got to look it up. Leos Carex, I think is how it is said. Could I be wrong. It. Could well, be wrong. 
I'm going to say it as few times as I can. Exactly. And, uh, well, Leos, he directed the segment called Merde, which I believe means poop in French. Thank you. (laughs) Yep. Uh, You may know him from the movie Holy Motors, which I still haven't seen, but I've heard so much good stuff about. Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's an experience. I don't know that I understand a second of it, but I did enjoy the journey. That's what I'm hoping for from this movie. Exactly. And then we've got a segment called Interior Design, directed by Michel Gondry, which I'm super excited about because mm. I really like his stuff. He doesn't come yeah. out with near enough movies as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but you you know him from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and, you know, probably Green Hornet. Probably not Green Hornet. Maybe I think, uh, yeah, there's probably some other ones in there. Be Kind, Rewind. Um, yeah. I haven't seen the Showtime series Kidding, but I know he's behind that as no, well. I didn't Jim Carrey. Yeah. yeah. I've heard good things. Yeah. Uh, so looking forward to great stuff from him. And then our third segment, Shaking Tokyo, directed by Bong Joon-ho, who uh, directed this year's uh, Oscar winner, uh, Parasite. Yes, he did. Yeah. And... I mean, what more do you need to say? This guy has been making movies for a while. These movies are consistently good movies. And uh, he finally busted through with Parasite this last yeah. year, which was kind of amazing. And, uh, and also a, a really terrific movie as far as I'm concerned. Me too. So, so yeah, so lots to be excited about there. The three segments were written by each of them. So the three of them wrote each of their segments uh, interior design, Michel Gondry wrote with Gabrielle Bell. Uh, I believe it either it has something to do with the graphic novel called Cecil and Jordan in New York, or she simply made the graphic no- novel nozzle. Wow. <laughs> Cecil and Jordan in New York. Sorry, Gabrielle. I'm terrible. But uh, those are the folks involved with writing the, the, the different uh, segments. Mm-hmm. And we've got... 11 producers oh, good listed, God. so I'm going to stick with some some s- specifically notable ones to me, in my opinion. Uh, we've got Remy Burra, who uh, produced uh, Persepolis, oh man, Persepolis, Melancholia, uh, Clouds of Silas M- Maria. Silas Maria, great movie. Yeah, I, I've heard you say that so many times, and I still have not watched it, and I know it's, it's okay. it is yeah. at my fingertips. Uh, I need to do it. Uh, Sujin Chung, who produced The Sword with No Name and Kiss Me, Kill Me. Mm. Uh, we've got Kenzo Horikoshi, who uh, produced uh, Smoke, the Wayne, ah, Wang, the Wayne yeah, Wang, yeah. Uh, Paul Oster movie from 1995. Yeah, yeah. Also worked on the upcoming Annette with Adam Driver and Marion Cotillard. Yep. We've got Louis, I want to say Taiwan Kim, Louis Taiwan Kim, who produced Okja and The Host. Mm-hmm. So that sounds like a Bong Joon uh, character, and 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 so those are those those are the folks that I picked out of, the, of our producers. Okay, but obviously huge team of producers on this movie. You got three different uh, movies, really. When you get yeah. down to it, it's three for the price of one, John. <laughs> so you got to expect uh, going to be a couple of chefs in the kitchen, cooks in the in the broth. I don't know. Uh, we've got music, I believe in. Mared, you're going to have some music from Etienne Cherry, who also did Robert Mitchum is Dead, among others. And I don't know Ooh. what that movie is, but 
I thought the title was intriguing. It's a good title. Yeah, we've got Byung Woo Lee, who did music for Mother and A Tale of Two Sisters. I believe that is uh, Byung Woo did the uh, music for Shaking Tokyo. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily have music for interior design. So perhaps Mm. it is without music or perhaps Michelle Gondry whistles throughout it. I don't know. It could happen. It could very well happen. We've got three cinematographers, the first of which being Caroline Caroline Champetier. Champetier, I'm going to say, which is completely wrong, and I'm sorry, Caroline. Could be Champetier. That's what I'm going to guess it probably is. That sounds prettier, and that is probably what it is. (laughs) Uh, She shot Merd. She also worked on uh, Holy Motors, Looking for Romer, and The Guardians. Uh, not of the galaxy, just the Guardians. <laughs> just clear up any confusion there. Yeah, yeah. We've got... Uh, Guardians of Uranus, right? The Guardian. Well, yeah. So somebody's got to guard Uranus. We've got Jun Fukumoto. Could also be mispronounced, but Jun uh, shot Shaking Tokyo and uh, also shot Please Die a Hundred Times, which I think is a great Ooh, title. Yeah. And also, oh, exclamation point, Father. Hmm. Oh, Father. Don't know what that one is either. Yeah, I know. Both of them sound like great titles. And uh, third, we have Masami Inamoto, who shot interior design. Uh, Masami also shot Frisia, Bullet Over Tears, When <laughs> I Kill Myself. Okay. Or, and, and Dog in a Sidecar. Dog in a Sidecar? Dog in a Sidecar. Sold. Green light. Yeah, I know. Three more movies I want to watch. Yes, I launch a franchise. Yeah. Please. Uh, editing, we have by Nelly Ketier, who uh, edited the segment Merd and also edited Holy Motors. We've mm. got uh, Jeff Buchanan, who has edited her and Barry. I believe Jeff edited, uh, uh, you know what it is, interior design. Okay. And to be honest, I'm not sure who edited Bong Joon Ho's. Perhaps he did himself. It was not listed on IMB- I see IMDb. That, yeah. What's up, IMDb? You don't got full I don't credits know. on this? But I just if, if there is an editor out there who worked on this movie, I apologize for uh, leaving you out, and I can't wait to watch your work. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, that concludes our crew. Let's talk about our cast. Yay. Yay. This movie is starring uh, for, for interior design. Interior Design stars Ayo, uh, mm, Ayako Fujitani. Mm. I think that's that's probably about right. I think you nailed that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Ayako can be found in such uh, productions as Mozart in, the, Mozart in the Jungle. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Uh, yeah, and, and a trilogy of uh, Gamera movies from the mid-90s. Oh, fun. So, yeah, you'll be able to find some cool stuff there. We've got Ryo Case, probably Kase. Ryo Kase, I'm going to say. You would have seen Ryo in Letters to Iwo Jima, Bel Canto, uh, and also a movie that has been recommended to me by uh, our friend Todd Rohal many times, and I still have yet to see, Funky Forest, The First Contact. Uh, excuse me? What, it's you, called Funky, Funky Forest, <laughs> the uh, colon, The First Contact. Okay. We are watching that, and we will get uh, Todd on because that I has feel to like, be discussed. I feel like, yeah, we got to find a way to watch that because, I mean, it's been a long time. He watched it in the theater and was raving about it. Oh, it's a good poster. I'm looking at the poster right now. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So got to check that out. And then we've got Ayumi Ito, 
who has a lot of of did a, has a lot of video game work. Definitely mm. some other productions, but I was most interested by all this video game work. A lot yeah. of it having to do with Final Fantasy. Ah. And that rounds out uh, the, our, our top stars in interior design. Moving on to Leos Carex's Maird, we have uh, Dennis Levant from Holy Motors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Girls with Balls. <laughs> Thank really? you. Yes. <laughs> yep, okay. And Who the Fuck Are You? That's you, the wait, title. Me? Not a bad word. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, we've Oof. got Jean-Francois Balmer. Bom- Probably just Balmer, knowing... <laughs> Knowing me, yes, Balmer. Uh, but you would have seen Jean Francois in uh, a, a Jeremy Irons movie called Swan in Love from 1984, which I have never heard of. No, but it looked, it didn't look cheap to make. I don't know. I've never, I've never heard of it. Uh, and 1991's Madame Bovary. We've got Toshiyuki Katami. Yes, Toshiyuki Katami from Suicide Club. I hope you've all seen Suicide Club. It's a crazy, crazy Japanese movie. And we've got Julie Dreyfus, who we, you would have seen in Kill Bill and Inglorious Bastards. Finally. I don't remember her. I mean, I, I'm looking at her pictures. and I uh, don't either. Like, yeah, I, there's a shot where she's with Goebbels. Uh, but gosh, I didn't, know, I didn't know she was like a Tarantino regular of sorts, it seems. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Nope. I didn't, I didn't uh, recognize her. Uh, we're learning, Craig. We are learning. We're learning and growing. Mm-hmm. I think that's the main thing. That's all we can, anyone can expect of us. Really, honestly, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and boy, this cast list is also growing. We've got Shaking Tokyo now, mm-hmm. with our main players being Teru Teruyuki Kagawa. That's not bad. Yeah, I think you got uh, it. Who you, you might have seen in such productions as The Milk Woman and Creepy. <laughs> I don't know. You should put those together and have a creepy milk woman. The creepy milk woman. Why yeah. not? Uh, you've got you. I, I. Oh wow! This is amazing. This is a lot of vowels. Oh gosh. You, ow, I, ow, I, you, ow, I. I don't A-O-I. know. A O I. Somebody help us right. out with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very pretty looking name, though. I'll it say is. That. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she has been. Uh, you might have seen her in such things as. Harmful Insect, which I think is a nice uh, title. And yeah. this year's upcoming I'll Live By Myself. Huh. Mm. And finally, we've got Nayoto Takenaka. Takenaka. Yeah. Who you might have seen in such movies as Fancy Dance and Ping Pong. Uh, I'd like to see all of these things. Yeah, so would too. That sounds like a good doubleheader, Fancy Dance it, and Ping Pong. It really does. I feel like, yeah, you've got to... Got a veritable film festival, yeah. Just from this alone, but Sean, we don't have time to visit a film festival now. We need to hear from you about what you found out that was going behind the scenes, going on behind the scenes. Uh, well, not a ton, Craig. Would you care to guess where they filmed most of this movie? Uh, yeah, actually, I know this Greenland. No, actually, it's Tokyo. It's Tokyo, Craig. Oh, well, yeah. I guess I was off a little bit. Off by a little bit. By a little bit. Okay. No, I, I don't really have much else production-wise. So what I did find was just a little more about these three directors, because, again, I think they're the selling point of the film and why I'm excited to see it. And so, you know, using IMDb and a few other places, just I found some, some facts here, maybe some things that I didn't know or other things about these directors of interest here. So we're going to start with Michel Gondry, mm-hmm. who I think everybody knows as a music 
video director to begin with, probably, if you're of a certain age that is that of Craig and myself. Mm-hmm. But he was in a pop rock band himself in France called Wee oui Wee, oui, which released two albums. I listened to one of the songs. He played drums, and he directed several of their music videos. Watched one of those, too. Kind of interesting. You might... Uh, not at all be surprised to learn there's some effects work going on in these videos. Mm-hmm. And I guess the story is that Bjork saw one of these and asked him to direct the video for Human Behavior, which if oh, you've seen yeah. that, you can't forget. And I guess the rest is history. Now, I found a Gondry quote that I kind of liked here. Craig, you ready for this one? I'm very ready. He supposedly said this, every great idea is on the verge of being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and uh i mean that's pretty right on i think but the question is is the opposite also true <laughs> yeah. is every stupid idea on the verge of being great probably maybe probably. i don't know i don't i like, genuinely don't know if it works both ways um well i mean these are these are the, the that's that's the the, the 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 edge you have to be on right that's gotta yeah. be you know it's either stu- otherwise it, it's boring right it's gonna be stupid I, totally. or brilliant or boring yeah maybe. i'm i mean i definitely agree that like a lot of great ideas like you know on paper they don't you know they're not this what you expect given the execution of it maybe when you see the final product yeah lots of examples of those okay moving on to leos carex now the fun thing about his name and trying to pronounce it is that it's not even his real name sure now i found one thing that said this is an anagram of his first and middle names being alex oscar and Wikipedia disputes this, says that his real name is Alex Christophe Dupont. And there was some bit about, I don't know, like him putting the word Oscar in his name at some point. Mm-hmm. Something to do with the Academy Awards. It seemed so fake to me that I just didn't, I didn't write it down. <laughs> so I'm not going to repeat it. But it's out there if you want to know more, if you're really into Carrick's and uh, you want to know more about his name, it's sure. out there. So, uh, yeah, Holy Motors was really, and I know he's done more than that, but it was the first one that sort of like popped his name on my radar. Mm -hmm. And I think the only movie of his I've seen, but that came out in 2012. So it's been eight years now, and he has not made another feature since then, which is somewhat surprising given the sort of wide critical response to that movie and attention that it received. But yeah, I think you sort of mentioned it already. He's got another movie coming out this year, I believe, called Annette, which, as you said, stars Adam Driver and Marion Cotillard. I think he's been trying to make this a while, but it wrapped shooting in November of last year. Supposedly is at least partly or somehow some piece of this is written by a band called Sparks. Do you know anything about that band? With an X? No. This is Sparks with a K-S. Uh, you know, what's funny is I, I swear I have... You're thinking of Bubba Sparks, probably. <laughs> well, no, you know what? I, I feel like I we have one of their albums, unless I'm completely... I'm looking it up now. But anyway, I, I have heard of the name Sparks. I didn't... The you can, there's a long rabbit hole you can go into with that band on YouTube. I mean, I think they started in the 70s or late 60s even kind of this like post-psychedelic, little glam, David Bowie-esque kind of stuff here and there. And apparently uh, Carex did guest vocals on an album, or no, excuse me, a track of theirs in 2017 called 
when you're a French director, which <laughs> it's a great <laughs> great name for a song, and I need to look that one up. But um, they've got an album called The Seduction of Ingmar Bergman. Edgar Wright is at least mentioned to be making a documentary about them at some point. Oh, wow. So I, I don't know. I, I was not familiar with them, but clearly they have their fans and there's some crossover to the film world. So I thought that was kind of interesting, and I'm dying to see what the hell this movie is going to be. Yeah. No clue and just knowing uh, that he's involved and that it is being described at least in some context as a musical, I, I can't imagine. So you mentioned that uh, uh, Dennis, or Den- it may be Denis, Denis Levant, uh, stars in Holy Motors and is in the segment here in Tokyo. And so the quote I found was uh, Carrick's speaking about him in Holy Motors. And he said, if Denis had said no, I would have offered the part to Lon Chaney or to Chaplin or to Peter Lorre or Michel Simon, all of whom are dead. Right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but he said it, and it kind of makes sense if you see the movie. So, moving on to, man, the most celebrated man in the world like the past month and a half, uh, Bong Joon-ho, yeah, Oscar-winning director, uh, infamous drinker. Oh, didn't know that. He mentioned he was going to do a lot of drinking uh, in his Oscar speeches. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Recall. Yeah. I so, did not watch any of that, but yes. Uh, I discovered, apparently, he bought his first video camera with savings from selling donuts at a school cafeteria. <laughs> That must have been a lot of donuts. Quote, I still remember (laughs) sleeping at night hugging the Hitachi camera, Bong said. While studying sociology at Yonsei University in Seoul, he co-founded a filmmaking club named Yellow Door with students from neighboring universities where he made his first short films. I would love to see them. But to make a living, I guess, either upon graduating or or somewhere around there, uh, he shot wedding videos, which I would also love to see. Uh, one of those, you know, somebody out there has got yeah. one of those and needs to exist on YouTube. So uh, here's a quote from Bong Joon-ho. My movies are based in genre, which is a universal language. Everybody speaks it. And I'll be doggone, I think he's he's right about that probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, this movie played the Khan Film Festival on May 15th, 2008 and opened in Japan, as you might expect. First in August 16, to be exact, that year. It did do a theatrical run in the United States in September. Also did France and Korea in October. And yes, if you haven't pieced it together, this is a movie called Tokyo, where I think they specifically sought directors to do these segments uh, who were not from J- Japan themselves. So mm-hmm. uh, the movie is also known as Tokyo Everywhere. I don't remember where it was known as that, but that's kind of weird. Uh, and had as the tagline, three tall tales, one big city. Boom. Yeah. I kind of yeah. wish tales was T-A-I-L-S, but it's not, just so you know. Yeah, I don't know that would make a lot of sense, but I understand where you're <laughs> Well, from. it might in Bong Joon-ho's segment. We'll see. I don't want to spoil Perhaps. anything. It might. Um, so this did $1.18 million in the worldwide box office, so a very limited release, I believe. Mm-hmm. But you recall there was a movie that had the opposite release in the world. That was the number one movie at the box office in 2008, and that movie was Craig. That movie was Craig? No, the movie Craig was oh. called... <laughs> two, two, 2008, that would have been... Uh... What's the opposite of day? Night. And is it light outside at night? Or is it dark? 
Oh, The Dark Knight? <laughs> that was 2008? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Man, you could have given me some hints at least. Uh, no, next time, next time. Uh, Iron Man was number two. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which that doesn't seem like it was 2008. That seems like it was about 45 no. years ago. <laughs> Tancock, Wally, Kung Fu Panda, Madagascar 2. A lot of animation that year. Twilight, yeah. Quantum of Solace, and Horton Hears a Who. A lot of animation that year. Uh, some superheroes, some sequels, and yeah. Twilight, and Twilight. And God what you always say. So obviously, any of these movies in in this era, there's so so many that came out during that year. I'll just hit a, a very small selection here of of notable others, including Mamma Mia, The Incredible Hulk, Juno, Tropic Thunder, Step Brothers, Pineapple Express, The Happening, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Burn After Reading, I Am Legend, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Speed Racer, Rambo, Valkyrie, Atonement, The Wrestler, The Visitor. Rachel Getting Married, Frozen River, Doubt, Revolutionary Road, and In Bruges. Craig, Tokyo is sitting at a 76% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not bad, not bad. Stephen Holden of the New York Times said, quote, a cramped metropolis of xenophobes and eccentrics living in a futuristic present. That is the image evoked in Tokyo, a compendium of three surreal shorts whose relationship with one another might best be defined by the exclamation point in the title. Both in its parts and in the sum of them, Tokyo is playfully and sometimes disorientingly apocalyptic. Interesting. Opposite in spirit to the sensuous, humane Parisiatem, another recent directorial group portrait of a city, Tokyo conjures alienation and dehumanization. It's interesting. Interesting. Very different. Maybe that's why it didn't make make a ton of money in the box office. (laughs) You know how people are lining up to see movies about alienation and dehumanization, right? Right, right. Well, I mean, you know, we're all living it. You know what I mean? That's true. You don't need uh, you don't need a, a movie about your job. You know? No, I guess not. Uh, NPR. Mark Jenkins said, "Quote: None of the pictures' writer directors is Japanese, but Michelle Gondry, Leos Carex, and Bong Joon Ho clearly know their way around the world's largest metropolis. All three make clever use of Tokyo locations and play on themes common in Japanese animation. Metamorphosis." the advancing fusion of humanity and technology and the eruption of buried historical traumas. Ooh, I like that. I was kind of thinking of uh, battles without honor of uh, and humanity as an eruption of buried historical traumas a little bit. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, and, and, and that is a, a, an interesting idea in terms of, I mean, this is a little over 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see, yeah, in in such a sort of futuristic city, like like where were we at? Like everything has moved so fast technologically. Yeah, and so that's on. a good point. Like, uh, yeah, I, I wonder what they're uh, what they're what they're talking about here. Yeah, how many cell phones are we gonna see in this movie? Oh man, probably two at least. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and it's also interesting to think about the reference to animation. It makes me wonder if they maybe watched some uh, anime and read some yeah. manga. Okay. So this movie picked up two awards at the Neuchâtel International Fantastic Film Festival. And I don't think it said which two awards or either I didn't write them down. So my apologies. We'll just imagine they were the best awards there. Oh, you probably know? so. So probably. And uh, you remember what won Best Picture at the Oscars for 2008, don't you, Craig? 2008, that was Crash. No, nah, that was Slumdog Millionaire. Slumdog Millionaire, Sean. Same thing. 
Uh, yep. Benjamin Button was nominated Frost Nixon Milk and the Reader, which I forget about the Reader. I saw that movie. I don't. I don't think a lot yeah. of people did. Uh, Best director went to Danny Boyle, also for Slumdog. Best actor Sean Penn for Milk. Kate Winslet picked up the Oscar for the Reader, which man, I don't remember that happening. I, I it, definitely saw that. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Okay. I kind of forgot she was in it though, and definitely forgot she won an Oscar for it. But uh, that's yeah. what I said. Uh, Best Supporting Actor, of course, went to Heath Ledger. And uh, Penelope Cruz picked up Best Supporting Actress for Vicky Cristina Bartolona. That's how you got to say that. I I liked her quite a bit in that movie. Uh, Departures, which was a Japanese film that year, won the Best Non-English Language Film. And the Best Documentary was Man on Wire, which is pretty great if you've seen that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the big ticket seller here are uh, those three directors and just the anthology film itself, Craig. I've seen, you know, a handful of these over the years, and they're always kind of interesting to me. And I think also always kind of ultimately unsatisfying, if uh, mm-hmm. if I may say so. You know, I, I think part of the trick is just finding how do you make uh, – any number of multiple films be of equal or escalating quality in a way that kind of works the way a typical film narrative works, where you have that sort of set up, pay off, satisfying resolution, right? Or exactly. Least... So it's it's a tricky little thing here. I mean, mm-hmm. in some ways, um, I understand why they're marketed as such. In other ways, you just kind of wonder, well, if they just made, if they just put these out as shorts separately. Um, what would the you know would the response be different, or would they somehow be looked at a little bit differently? Sure. But yeah, so uh, this is also sometimes referred to as an omnibus film or a, a portmanteau, which is a word I like a lot. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's a subgenre consisting of several different short films, often tied together by only a single theme, premise, or brief interlocking event. Sometimes each one is directed by a different director. That's sort of the genre from Wikipedia. We kind of all know this, but uh, it is interesting to see these films that have popped up kind of uh, organized uh, by the concept of one location. And, you know, Parisia Tama already mentioned, there's also Berlin I Love You, which came out in 2019. There's mm-hmm. New York I Love You, 2008 also. Rio I Love You from 2014. Oh. I haven't seen any of those. I hadn't, I, I, I saw, I think I saw Parisia Tam. That but... I did see, yeah, I didn't. But yeah, I, I, I didn't realize there was such a, I thought there were only like two of those. I know. I had no idea. I think there's more coming. Um, yeah. Some decent directors I saw. Uh, I have seen New York Stories. That was kind yes. of an early one that popped up on my sort of film landscape. And that's from 1989. Um, had segments directed by Woody Allen, Francis Ford Coppola, and Martin Scorsese, which yep. kind of the opposite of Tokyo in that they're, you know, all those guys, with maybe the exception of Coppola, are definitely thought of as New Yorkers. Have you ever heard of Aria, Craig? I have heard of it, yes. I've never seen it, though. Yeah, I didn't know about that one. That's from 1987. Uh, You got Robert Altman, Jean-Luc Godard, Nicholas Rowe, Ken Russell, and more did segments. There's Eros, uh, or Eros, excuse me, from 2004, which had Antonioni, Soderbergh, Wong Kar Wai did did, uh, the three segments in that movie. Did not know Mm -hmm. about. Uh, Boccaccio, 70. Uh, this is actually from 1962. Victoria De Sica, uh, Federico Fellini, Visconti, etc. I guess the Italians are maybe big into these things here. Yeah. And uh, there was a movie called Eight, which also came out in 2008, which is crazy. 
these movies happening around here. Jane Campion, Gaspar Noé, uh, Gael Garcia Bernal directed one, Gus Van Sant, Wim Wenders, uh, Vin Vender, excuse me. Didn't know about that movie. No. Uh, and then two other, I think, maybe notable among film nerd ones, Four Rooms, that was a big one because mm-hmm. I think that was after Pulp Fiction, but before Jackie Brown, if memory serves. Yes. Yeah, so Tarantino was involved in that. It was a big one. And then you also had Robert Rodriguez, Allison Anders, and Alexandra Rockwell. And then VHS, which has, I think, spawned at least one sequel, if I'm not mistaken, maybe a couple, Yeah, was uh, a horror anthology. And, you know, there's been a couple of, of different horror anthologies over the years. This one's from 2012. Had uh, Adam Wingard, David Bruckner, Ty West, Glenn McQuaid, Joe Swanberg, and the filmmaking collective Radio Silence uh, as directors of those segments. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I find myself uh, being lacking in the number of anthology films I've seen and yet intrigued by almost all of them. (laughs) I don't know if this is one of those cases where it's just like, that's really interesting. And then I'm just like, I don't know if I want to watch it though. But uh, (laughs) conceptually, I love the idea of them. So it's nice to have a good excuse to make me watch this one, Craig. Yeah. I mean, that is my pitch to watch it is, yeah, it's, it's these three guys. It's, there's a promise of it being uh, surreal Mm -hmm. and an apocalyptic uh, sure. I mean, yeah. there are three different movies and, you know, I don't know if you find yourself in the middle of one that you don't particularly like, a new one will start in a little while. And Tokyo just looks so amazing on film. I mean, you know, oh, I, I, I God, there's so many yes. just different images of it that I am sure will fill up the frame. And look, if you're calling yourself a completist, especially all you, uh, Bong Joon-ho folks who are, uh, hot to trot now that, uh, you've seen Parasite. You, you got to include this, right? You got you to gotta see this one. Check it off your list here so you can really be cool. That's right. Tokyo is streaming on Amazon Prime. Go check it out if you're a member. It won't cost you an extra penny, uh, except for maybe to your power bill. But who cares about that because nobody pays attention. That's about all I got, Craig. Any last words this evening? Let's, uh, everybody, check this one out. Let's go shake Tokyo. And, <laughs> not not and, literally. <laughs> and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, Yeah, go check it out. Come back next time. We'll give you uh, our two cents on it. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.